Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Thursday, May the 5th. I'm your host as always, Doug Reed, and you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. Happy to get any comments, thoughts, feedback you have, and please go to your podcast provider and rate and review the show. Ideally, five stars would help, but any feedback is appreciated, so if you could, that would be great. Before I get going here, uh, I just want to talk a little about what we're doing at Sports Ethos. A lot of things going on. We are really expanding, and a lot of exciting things going on, and we've had a lot of success in our wagering department. So if you're not already a member, check us out. Go to sportsethos.com. You can see some of our packages there. Uh, you can see that, or you won't see, but but in the month of April alone, our wagering group was up 38.62 units just on baseball and NBA. We're also up another handful of units in tennis and um, Aussie Rose football. We've got a lot going on there. And for $15 a month, you can get our wager pass, which has access to all our handicappers, all the games we're on. Uh, every day you get anything at this time of year, you're getting anything from probably seven or eight to 20 plays a day across all those sports. In the MLB, for example, myself and Blake LaWatch, who are two MLB experts, we were 56 and 51 in the month of April, up 10.36 units. In the NBA, we were 76 and 60, up 28.26 units. So those sports alone got you uh, over 38, unit and pro- 38 units of profit. So just a little uh, feedback for those who aren't on our wager pass yet. Uh, I highly recommend going and checking us out at sportsethos.com. You can get our wager pass, you can get our DFS, you can get our fantasy options, all great information and at a very reasonable price. Also, as we get started, uh, I want to remind you of our partners at um, Thrive Fantasy. You prop up with Thrive, you go to their mobile app, uh, T-H-R-I-V-E, uh, or thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100 or two or four free game tickets. Basically, you pick the player props and the biggest names playing every night, score prop points when those props hit, 
and the players with the most points at the end of the night share the nightly prize. If you're looking for information, especially in basketball, you can go to our uh, Sports Ethos DFS uh, team. You can get lots of information for DFS there, but obviously on props, or you can check out our fantasy Ethos Fantasy BB Twitter account. We're all giving, giving lots of information, and Joe Rico has a great daily baseball pod. Goes over fantasy baseball, goes over DFS. Great information. He's been doing a fantastic job. Doing, doing well in DFS as well. So if you're looking at Thrive, it's a great way to get some resources from us at, e- at Ethos, from our DFS team, for basketball or for baseball. So again, that's thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, use the code Ethos. Uh, for a deposit match bonus. Uh, also, uh, as I mentioned, our Ethos Fantasy BB Baseball account. We also have an Ethos Fantasy FB for football. Account just started up. And we've got a new pod. I'll get to that a little more on future shows. But between basketball, baseball, and football, we've got regular Twitter accounts, regularly giving you out information, lineup changes, thoughts, commentary, some free plays. So we've got a lot going on at, DF, uh, at, at, at Ethos these days. And a lot of information out there. And again, very cheap, very reasonable. If you're just into wagering, you can grab our wager pass for $15 a month and get a ton of access uh, to our handicappers. So I recommend check recommend you check that out. So we will hit the boards tonight. Lots of playoff uh, basketball, some playoff basketball, some playoff hockey, and a fair bit of uh, Major League Baseball games on the card, which we will break down in a second. Okay, just had to fire up my screen again there, so we should be good. In the NBA, we've got two games on the card tonight. The Heat are in Philly for Game 3 of that series. The Heat are up 2-0. Both games in Miami to start. The Heat won 106-92, total of 198, and they won 119-103 for a total of 222. Tonight's game, the Heat are one-point favorites. Uh, You can get the total of 210.5. For the Heat, we have a bunch of question marks beside Hero, Lowry, Strauss, and P.J. Tucker. And for Philadelphia, although the injury report does not have Embiid playing, there is some thought that he might be playing. And I think because his number is so close, it's expected that he will. I would still be on the Heat. I'm not on this game yet, but I would lean to the Heat uh, laying a point on the road. If Lowry, I think Lowry's out for sure. Uh, he's listening to questionable. But if Hero or Lowry are back in, I'd definitely be on the Heat. Um, in 210 and a half, these totals went to 198 and 222. So pretty much falling right in the middle there. I would lean the under. Both teams are good defensively, especially if Embiid's in the lineup. Yeah, he had some more scoring, but he also had some a defensive presence that wasn't there in the first two games. So I would lean to the under and the Heat laying the point. The next game is in Dallas. This series is also 2 nothing, with Phoenix up two games nothing. The Suns won the first game 121-114, to 114, so a total of 235. They won the second game 129-109, to 109, so a total of 230. Eight. You can get the Suns minus one and a total here of 220. So the Suns won by seven. They won by 20. Uh, the totals were 235 and 238. You're looking at 220. I would lean the Suns here. Laying the point in the road, I am happy to get them. I would probably have them about a two or three point favorite. So I'm on this. I'm actually going to be on the Suns laying a point on the road. Can Luca uh, win a game or two at home? Absolutely he can the way he's been playing. But I just think Phoenix is on a roll, and they should be able to cover. It's basically a pick game. So laying a point, I got minus one at one, uh, minus one hundred five. I took the Suns in this game. So two games in the NBA, leaning the Heat, leaning the under of two ten and a half. I'm on the Suns minus one total of two twenty. I would actually lean the over 
there. Uh, I'm not on that, but I would lean the over. Like I said, the first one was 235. Second one was 238. Both teams are very strong offensively. Pay, play an above average pace, so they have the ability to put up points. But staying away from the total on that one. So we'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we will hit the Major League Baseball card and then on to the NHL playoffs. Welcome back. On the diamond, we have 10 games from the few this afternoon and the rest in the evening. We start in Boston, where the Red Sox host the LA Angels. Otani is on the hill for the Angels. And Rich Hill is the starter, but probably won't go long for the Red Sox. You can get the Angels at minus 130, the Bo Sox at plus 110. The total here is eight. Uh, I would lean the Angels. Well, Tony's just been pitching well. I don't trust Rich Hill. If you listen to my show the last few weeks, I'm not a Rich Hill fan. He's had a very solid career, but I just think he has uh, lost it at this stage, to be perfectly honest with you. So I would lean the Angels. Minus 130 might be a little much. Uh, definitely a lean there. In the eight, I would look to the under. Otani has been pitching fantastic. Boston has a good lineup, a better lineup, in my opinion, but they haven't been clicking so far. And while LA seemed to wake up last week, I still passed Otani, Trout, um, and Randon. I don't necessarily trust them. They always put up big numbers. So I would lean to under the eight and the Angels at minus 130. Not on either, though. Next game, we travel to Milwaukee with the ice-cold Cincinnati Reds. You can get them at plus 205 in the money line. You can get the Brewers at minus 245. Total here is 7.5. Cincinnati's rookie Hunter Green goes, and Milwaukee has Adrian Hauser. I like Milwaukee here. Laying 245 is just too much for me, and I think they win. I think they win easy. 7.5 is the total. I would probably lean to the over. I think Hunter Green. Milwaukee's been hitting a little better lately. I think Green gives up a few runs. The question is Cincy's offense. They've just been dreadful. I think they can get to Hauser, but they just haven't gotten to anybody lately. So uh, I'm, I'm not touching this. Seven and a half is a low total, but you know you need Milwaukee to probably put up five or six runs in Cincinnati to contribute two or three, and I'm not sure that that second part of that equation is going to happen. So it's a stay away from me. Third game sees the Nats in Colorado. You get Washington at minus one. What we? Or sorry, you get Washington plus one twenty in the money line. Colorado minus one forty. Washington has Aaron Sanchez going. Colorado starts uh, Antonio Sensatella. Uh, I like Colorado here. And this is more of, well, this, this is two angles here. Colorado has been hitting well this year and playing above expectations, but especially at home. They're always a better team at home. And Washington, their lineup really is fairly weak other than Soto, obviously. Uh, so I have a hard time backing them. And Aaron Sanchez has just had such an up and down career. Uh, I can't really back him either. And Sensatella tends to pitch a little better in Colorado, if you can use the term better for any pitcher in Colorado, than he does on the road. But at minus 140, that's a little rich for me. So I was looking at the minus one and a half on the run line. I can get that at plus 140. Colorado covered that. I was on them on the run line yesterday, and they covered. So I would look to that. I'm not 100% I'm going to be on that, but plus 140 is a pretty nice number for Colorado to win and win by one and a half. Next game of the night is in Toronto. We get the Blue Jays. I'm sorry, it's not Toronto. It's in Cleveland. The Blue Jays driving to Cleveland. You have uh, the Jays starting Jose Barrios, a right-hander, and Cleveland comes with Aaron Savali, the Bear right-hander. You can get the Jays at around one, minus 150, and the, the Guardians at plus 130. Total here is eight. I like the Jays to win. Barrios has had a terrible first outing, but he's looked very solid since, and Savali um, I'm not. He's not one I like to back. He has some. Uh, he has some spurts where he pitches well, but I think he's very average. Um, he's pitched, I guess, a few games well this year, but I don't think he's the ace that they're or 
close to ace that they're number two maybe that they're hoping for. So I would lean the Jays, but at minus 150, I can't touch that. So I'm looking at Toronto at minus one and a half. You can get that at plus 108. I found that on FanDuel at plus 108. So I'm actually on that. I'm on the Jays minus one and a half at plus 108 over the Cleveland Guardians. Total is seven and a half. Uh, seven and a half. Actually, I see it up to eight. You can get plus at eight at plus 100, seven and a half. Um, a little less than that. The Jays' offense always has the ability to put up runs, but they haven't been scoring a lot lately, so I'm going to stay away from that total. Take the Jays on the run line, minus one and a half. You can get it at plus 108. Next game is the Mets at the Phillies. You can get the Mets and Taiwan Walker at plus 135, or the Phillies and Aaron Nola at minus 155. Total here is eight. I'm not on this game. Mets have been hitting well. Uh, I would actually lean towards the Mets, if anything, getting this plus money. Just Taiwan Walker always scares me. Aaron Nola has not been great in the last couple of years. Very inconsistent. He'll throw it. He'll throw up a seven to eight inning, two or three hit game, one one and run, no and runs, and then he'll reverse it the next game and go three or four innings and give up three or four runs. So the way the Mets have been hitting, I'm not really interested in betting against them, but getting them at plus 135, there might be some value there. So I might consider that, but I'm not on it. And the total of eight, um, you can get the eight. I'm seeing about plus 115, pardon me, minus 115, minus 120. You can get the under and around even money. Uh, don't want to touch that, though, because if Nola does pitch well, he could get, keep the game under. But if he struggles a little, and Taiwan Walker, I'm not a huge fan of, and Philly's lineup's got the ability to put up big numbers as well. So I'm going to stay away from the total there. Look to the Mets, leaning to the Mets at plus 135. Next game has the Twins at Baltimore to play the Orioles. The Twins start... Just pulling this up here. Twin start righty Chris Archer and the O start righty Spencer Watkins. Now, these both these guys have pitched fairly well this year, and I don't understand it. I'm not a believer in either. I'm not a believer in the Chris Archer um, comeback to her here, although he's proven me wrong so far. And Spencer Watkins is a young pitcher, but not a lot there, I don't think. And Baltimore's lineup is atrocious. Now, they throw... Uh, three lefties out there in their starting lineup against Archer and against Watkins. Miami's got, he's a righty. They've got uh, one, two, sorry, not Miami, Minnesota. One, two, three, four lefties and a switch hitter. So they're kind of split down the middle. I like Minnesota here as a better team, but uh, I just think Archer's going to blow up along the line somewhere. And at plus 135, I would lean to Baltimore, but that's not enough to get me there. The over eight and a half is something I might look at, but Baltimore's offense, uh, they woke up a little recently, but I'm just not on Baltimore's offense. I still think they're one of the worst teams in baseball. Them, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati is looking worse than anybody. I didn't really necessarily see that coming at the start of the year, especially playing in their park. But I still think Baltimore and Pittsburgh are two of the weakest offenses, so I'm not sure they can get over that eight and a half total. Next game has Detroit in Houston. The Tigers throw lefty Tariq Skubal. And the Strohs counter with righty Jose Urquidy. You can get the Tigers plus 135. You can get Urquidy and the Strohs at minus 155. The total here is eight. Uh, I'd actually, I like the Astros here. They've, their bats have woken up a little. Altuve was back, but then he uh, had an unfortunate foul ball that cut him in the nether regions. And he was pulled from the game. So I'm not sure he's going to be back in the lineup. Um, but they've been hitting well lately. Now, Scooble is a lefty, which is a challenge because... Jordan Alvarez has really hit well in the last week or so, and Kyle Tucker woke up from his early season slumber, and he's been crushing the ball. Both of those guys are lefties, though. 
But Houston throws out. If Altuve does lean off, he's a righty at the top of the lineup. Then you got Brantley, who can hit everybody. Bregman's a righty. He seems to be selling out for power, but he still does a pretty good job at it. Alvarez is a lefty. Guriel righty. Tucker lefty. Then you got Chaz McCormick, Jeremy Pena, and Martin Maldonado at the bottom of the lineup, all righties for Houston. So I like Houston. I'm not sold on Scooby yet. He's had a couple good outings, had a couple average outings. His numbers across the board are decent. Um, but I can't take Houston at minus 155. So I am looking at them on the run line, minus 15 plus 130. I think that's where the value is. They have the ability to put up runs. If they can get past Scooby and get to the middle of their bullpen, uh, or even the, the end of the, the, the Tigers' bullpen, I think they could put up some late runs. So I would lean this game Houston on the run line, minus 135, around plus 130. Uh, I think I saw plus 135, even up to plus 138, actually, at Bed River. So maybe look at, maybe look at around that. Next game of the night should be, I think, an interesting pitching duel. Miami Marlins are in San Diego. You get uh, Miami's throwing their young lefty, Jesus Lazardo, a bit of a reclamation product project, but he's done quite well. And Nick Martinez is on the hill for San Diego, back from Japan, signed him to, I think, a three- or four-year contract, so they see something there. And he's pitched well um, so far this year and proven their uh, research right. So he's a righty on the mound for the Padres. You can get uh, basically this is a coin flip. You get minus one ten for the Marlins, minus one ten for the Padres. Seven and a half is a total. At first, I was thinking maybe the under, um, but a reclamation project versus a guy coming back from Japan. So both guys have been doing well. Not really sure that one of them isn't potentially uh, up for a bad game here. Padres lineup's been hitting well. Miami's been doing Miami things, kind of hot and cold. Um, never really love to back their lineup, but they have enough hitters there that they can score a few runs. So not on the total, pardon me, not on the, um, on the, yeah, not on the total. And so far, not on the side. Um, I want to take Lizardo because he's been pitching well, but I just think Miami, Miami's lineup doesn't compete with San Diego. So I'm going to stay away from this game. You can get the Padres at minus one and a half plus, plus 180. I mean, that's a huge number. I just don't know that they can uh, win by two runs. The second last game of the night sees Tampa Bay in Seattle. Battle of the heart, the hard-throwing lefties. This should be a fun game to watch. Uh, young Shane McClanahan is on the hill for Tampa, their young lefty. He's been doing really well. I think he leads the major leagues in strikeouts right now, or he did a couple days ago after his last start. And Robbie Ray, Seattle's big free agent signing, hit their lefties on the hill as well. He pitched decent last game, but he's really struggled. He seems to be walking guys again, which was always his Achilles heel. So both these guys are prone to giving up long balls. Uh, they're big strikeout pitchers, but prone to long balls. McClanahan hasn't really had this a lot this year, but he struggled a little bit with it. If there's any any blemish on his resume, he was walking a few guys last year and then giving up a home run with runners at base. And that's always been Robbie Ray's, like I said, Achilles heel. So if he's walking guys the way he has at the rate he has this year, um, he could struggle with that uh, again. Uh, and he doesn't in, – in both these lineups have been doing well. I mean, Tampa's lineup's been hitting – and Seattle's line has been fairly consistent. So I think they could put up some runs. Now, the total here is six and a half. So I was looking at the over, but it's a minus 120. I don't want to touch that. Six and a half, you can get the under around plus 100. And I, you know, I, I think it'll be a pitcher's duel, but the way these guys give up home runs, six and a half is a pretty easy number to get over if either of them are not on their game. As you dig a little deeper, you can get the Rays at Minus one and a half on the run line at plus 140. There might be some value there. So just to look at McClanahan's numbers, uh, his expected WOBA is very strong at 292. Uh, his expecting batting average is very strong at 215. 
his K percentage, 39.3. So he's striking at almost 40% of batters. Compare that to Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray's K percentage is 20.8, which is very league average. Uh, maybe a little bit above league average, but nowhere close. His walk percentage is 9.6, which is kind of, again, league average-ish. McClanahan's walk percentage is a solid 6.5. So he hasn't run into problems that much this year, like I was saying. Um, so his numbers on StatCast pages jump out at you as having a very good year and much better than Robbie Ray's. And I think Robbie Ray's going to struggle. As you look at the lineups, this is typical Tampa Bay. So if Robbie Ray's a lefty. You've got a right-handed heavy or switch-hitting heavy lineup. You've got seven guys that are batting from the right-handed side of the plate to start. Uh, Brandon Lowe in the fifth spot's a lefty. Kevin Kiermaier in the ninth spot. He's usually pretty much in there for defense as a lefty. Other than that, they're throwing all righties against Robbie Ray. So I like I like the Rays here, but at minus 135, I'm not sure on that. Maybe look through the minus one and a half where I'm at plus 140. Last game of the night has St. Louis in San Francisco. For the Cards, they are starting their righty, Miles Miklos. And for the Giants, they're starting their righty, Logan Webb. You can get the Cards plus 120. You can get the Giants at minus 140. Total here is seven. I would look to the over, but it's at minus 120. You can get the under plus 100. Uh, San Francisco is obviously a pitcher's park. Webb's been pitching well. Miklos is actually off to a decent start. Uh, I'm not on this game. I guess I'd probably lean to the Giants, um, but at minus 140, I'm not going to be that. Uh, their run line is minus one half, plus 160. I'm definitely not going to be on that. So really only looking at a few games tonight, uh, looking at Colorado in the run line, minus 140, looking at the Jays in the run line at plus 108, and Houston on the run line at plus 138. I'm not always a big run line guy, but just some of these uh, straight-up money lines are a little, little too large for me to back. Uh, in Major League Baseball. So, three games, uh, Colorado minus 1.5, plus 140. I've got the Jays at minus 1.5, plus 108. And I've got Houston minus 1.5, plus 138 is the numbers I think I found. So, decent size slate. And next up is we have four NHL playoff games. They move into their second game in each of these series. We get the Rangers hosting the Penguins. The Penguins won the first game 4-3 in it. Very exciting if you stayed up for it. Triple overtime game. You can get the Pens on the money line at plus 140. You can get the Rangers minus 160. Total here is six. I would lean to the Rangers to bounce back, but can't take them at 160. I think there might be some value in Pittsburgh at 140, but if the Pens are really going to go in and sweep uh, the Rangers, especially with Shesterkin and Net, I don't think so. Uh, so stay away from me here. The next game has the Capitals, who also went on the road and shocked Florida with a 4-2 win in the first game of their series. You can get the Caps at plus 30, sorry, plus 230. You can get the home Florida Panthers at minus 280. The total here is six and a half. Scored six goals in the first game. I would lean the under here. You can get the under at plus 120. That's a nice price. So if anything, I would lean the under. I like Florida again. I like Florida in the first game. I didn't bet it, luckily. Um, but at minus 280, just too much delay for me. Third game of the night is... Nashville still in Colorado. Colorado won the first game, take a one nothing lead, seven two, and I don't see much changing here. Nor do the uh, sports books. You can get the Preds at plan, plus two ninety. You can get the home abs at minus three seventy. Total here six and a half. First game went to nine. Over six and a half, I see it about minus one thirty, minus one thirty five. The under is plus one fifteen, plus one eighteen. 
Uh, I can't touch that over under. Does it go over again? Sure. Could the Preds put up four or five goals? Sure. Could they shut Nashville out? Sure. So six and a half is a little uh, tough number for me to pick. Final game of the night is Dallas in Calgary. Calgary won the first game of the series one nothing. You can get the underdog stars at plus one ninety five here on the money line. You can get home Calgary Flames at plus or pardon me minus two thirty five. Total here is five and a half, the lowest total of the night. I would lean to the under. I see it around minus one hundred five, minus one hundred three. First game was one nothing. Not so much because the first game, Calgary does have a uh, very strong, high powered offense, but Dallas is a good defensive team. And you get a road game in the playoffs, they're going to be playing extra. They're going to have an extra focus on defense. Not that teams don't always, uh, but I could see this being another low scoring game. Five and a half. If it were six, I'd be on the under for sure. At five and a half, although it's at minus one, like I said, around minus one hundred five, I would probably lean there. So not a lot, n- no action right now for me. Um, if anything, I would lean the Washington-Florida game under six and a half, and I would lean the Dallas-Calgary game under five and a half. Um, but a stay away from me. So that's it for the boards today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you uh, have some action out there. If you are looking for another sports book, I recommend our buddies at mybookie.ag. When you go there, use the code HOOPBALL on a third page of sign up to, deposit, to unlock deposit match bonuses. And also, if you already haven't figured or haven't got to these guys yet, um, for any men out there, I highly recommend you go into manscaped.com where you can use the code HOOPBALL20, that's HOOPBALL20 at checkout for 20% off your order and free shipping. And just to get back to what I talked about to start, if you don't have our wager pass yet, go to our Sports Ethos website and just check out some of the options. For $15 a month, you can get access to all our handicappers, NBA, MLB, NHL. Um, You get a lot of tennis action there right now and fantastic input every day. We've got multiple plays in there. As I said, in the month of April, we had a great month. In the MLB, we're up 10.36 units. NBA up 28.26. Our tennis group was positive, and our Aussie Rules football was positive. So we had a good month. Pretty proud about that. It's a very reasonable price, 50 cents a day, basically, Uh, and you get access. You also get access to our Discord, which I think is our hidden gem here at Sports Ethos. All the sports I just mentioned have a different channel in the Discord. You can go in there. You can talk with some of our handicappers. You can talk with other people. Or you can just kind of read the reviews. It's not It's not a massive, um, constantly, you know, 50, 60 people talking. It's a handful of people having good chats, what they think about a game before. Maybe one game's going on. If you're in the props, there's a lot of information there. We have a separate channel for Thrive. If you are playing our partners at Thrive Fantasy. And in-game wagering especially in the NBA playoffs. There's a ton of ton of um, potential for in-game plays. When someone goes up, it's such a game of runs. When someone goes up, someone goes down. So there's lots of conversation in our Discord uh, in-game as well. So I highly recommend you check out our ethosfantasy.com site, our wager pass, 15 bucks a month. And when you get in there, get into our Discord. Again, you don't have to chat in the Discord, but you can see lots of fun conversation going on. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the breakdown. Hopefully you have a successful night on the boards, and we'll catch you tomorrow. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.